Welcome to Catalytic Leadership, the podcast designed to help leaders intentionally grow and thrive. Here is your host, author and leadership and executive coach, Dr. William Attaway. Hey, it's William, and welcome to today's episode of the Catalytic Leadership Podcast. Each week, we tackle a topic related to the field of leadership. My goal is to ensure that you have actionable steps you can take from each episode to grow in your own leadership. Growth doesn't just happen. My goal is to help you become intentional about it. Each week, we spotlight leaders from a variety of fields, organizations, and locations. And my goal is for you to see that leaders can be catalytic no matter where they are or what they lead. I draw inspiration from the stories and journeys of these leaders, and I hear from many of you that you do too. Let's jump in to today's interview. I am thrilled today to have Amber Powers on the podcast. After escaping the grip of a cult, even losing two family members in the Jonestown Massacre, Amber Powers is a shining example of resilience and strength. She dared to dismantle the lies that she once embraced as truths and emerged a successful entrepreneur who is dedicated to helping others bravely embrace their voice and their purpose, regardless of their past. Amber is both the president of Powers Digital Marketing and the founder of Shop From Her, a startup intended to cause consumers and businesses to consciously choose to buy or hire from a woman-owned business. She has over 22 years of marketing experience and has successfully led her marketing firm, specializing in creating and nurturing ethical influencers since 2014. Amber, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Dr. Attaway. I would love for you to share some of your story with our listeners, particularly around your journey and your development as a leader. How did you get started? And by the way, Call me William. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Respect where respect is due, right? (laughs) All good. All good. So tell us a little bit about your story. Wonderful. Thank you so much, William. Um, So, yes, um, essentially, my story started, not to dig too much into the trauma, but it it started in a very repressed voice uh, Mm -hmm. from birth, really, um, having grown up in that cult. And then as I emerged as an adult, it actually happened really when I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer. She was 50 years old and she was such a strong force in my life, Um, oftentimes in the form of manipulation through silent silent treatment and that sort of thing. Um, If she did not get her way, if you did not subscribe to her beliefs. Uh, you were dealt the silent treatment for who knows how long. (laughs) And so for me, um, the silent treatment was a form of trauma um, and torture, really, um, because I so desperately sought her affirmation. And so I often silenced my own needs and wants and desires to meet hers. And when she passed away, that opened up a freedom for me to actually explore who I was, because mm. before that, I didn't really know. Yeah. And um, in, in finding out who I was, it was a long journey. It was a long journey. And a lot of uh, learning comes through making mistakes, as we all know. If we've spent any amount of time here, we know that we learn through the mistakes and the failures that we make. So um, through those mistakes and through those failures, 
I really began to understand who I was and what my purpose was here. And when I embraced knowing that my purpose was to find my voice and to use it and Mm. to lead others to do the same, that's when my whole world just really opened up. I can't imagine growing up in a repressive environment like that, where your voice is silenced forcefully. What was it like coming out of that and trying to find your sea legs with your own voice? Um, I still suffer the repercussions of that. Um, It is a daily occurrence. I'm married now uh, for the second time to a wonderful man. And he saw uh, the brilliance in me and the light in me. He really nurtures that every day. Mm Um, but it's, it literally is something that I still struggle with on a daily basis. He'll ask me, you know, do you prefer this or that? Are you, it, it can be something as, as simple as, are you, are you too hot? You look like you might be, you know, need the lower temperature or whatever. And I'll be like, Oh, well, I'm this and I'm that. And he's like, Amber, are you hot? Like you can tell me yes or no. And it, it really is a struggle. And that goes back to, we weren't supposed to make anyone feel inconvenienced, especially as women. Hmm. We were supposed to take the back seat. We were supposed to be, um, while nurturing is definitely uh, something that comes naturally for me, we were to be that at all times and to self-sacrifice at all times. We were to be seen and not heard. And so I would, I would just say that, you know, this is something that it, it isn't just fixed overnight. For me, it's an untangling of that broke very daily basis, if not an hourly basis. You know, as the uh, my wife and I have been married for almost 26 years, and we have two daughters. One, one is in college and one is in high school. And that has obviously informed my view on a number of different things, having daughters. But hearing your story and hearing that type of, of repressive expectation and demand really just reignites a fire in me to make sure that that they Good. never experience something like that 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 is that that's something that that matters a great deal to me you know part of my life I lead in the local church and I have been so clear for decades now that I believe that what the church should be is a place where all of those things that divide us out there in the world are not to divide us in here, whether it's gender, right. whether it's socioeconomic status, whether it's race, what it doesn't matter. Right. Because, you know, we are all invited to the table. We're all welcome and we're all welcome to use our gifts and lead uh, 100%. no matter where we are. And so I, I hear what you're saying and um, it just it just reignites that fire in me for them. Because I, I want them to experience a, a place and a world that does not have that type of repression and oppression. Yeah. Truly. And that's that's my hope, really, is that um, if there isn't a flame there, if there isn't even a spark there, that it like just catches a spark in somebody and turns into a flame because we all deserve to be heard. We all deserve to be seen. And so many of us, I truly believe we belong to one another. Um, And when we take that approach and we care for each other like we would care for ourselves in a perfect world, right? Um, That's when magic truly starts to happen. So that is Mm. really my hope is to bring healing to a world that needs it through this message. 
Mm, I love that. And and I can see your passion about helping women and about helping girls in this. I mean, it just, it exudes from you. Um, I'm curious, like, is this the the catalyst that really moved you into shop from her? So interesting story. I, um, what, what moved me into shop from her was the start was a move to Florida. Uh, my now husband, then boyfriend and I decided to move about six, seven years ago to Florida. And when we got here, um, I had lost all of my clients. Indiana was where we moved from. And being a very local centric community that mm. we came from, when I moved, that was it. We were in the middle of buying a house and we had to start from ground zero. Like oh we were goodness. literally living on savings. That was it. Wow. And so when we got to Florida, I was like, all right, we got to hit the ground running. We got to network, you know, every place that we can. And I left a very strong supportive network in Indiana. Um, so when I got to Florida, I found this very, I describe it as icky form of marketing, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, it was very like, you have your 30 seconds where you can give your, you know, 30 second elevator pitch or whatever. And then you have 45 minutes at the end of the network meeting to hobnob with the right people and then leave. And it mm. just didn't feel, um, yeah. It didn't feel right to me. And so essentially what happened was I decided I I attended five of those network meetings in one day, exhausted and quite honestly defeated. I felt very defeated. I was like, if I've gone to five in the same day and all the same people were after all, all the same events and they all were structured the same way. Obviously, if it's not out there for me here, I'm going to have to create it. So I did. Um, I created a group of global women business owners and really the purpose of the group and it's housed on Facebook currently is to show up for women in a way that, you know, if you're going through something, if you're struggling through an obstacle and you're just like, I've tried everything, you probably haven't. And if you just say what the obstacle is, there are 35,000 women out there now in the group that can help you overcome that obstacle. It truly is a place to connect with other women. To lift each other up because I believe when we elevate one, we all elevate. And so it's a place to share those wins where we can celebrate with you. It's a place to share uh, your struggles so we can help you get through them. Um, there are days when we can celebrate or uh, share our businesses and that sort of thing, but that's not really the purpose of the group. There are a lot of groups out there. Um, the thing that makes this group unique is really that connection. Like let's simply connect for the sake of wanting to help each other out and elevate all of us as a collective. That's so fantastic. I, I, community is something that I see truly lacking in so many entrepreneurs' lives. They they yeah. don't have somebody who's going to celebrate with them. They don't have somebody yeah. who's going to mourn with them when they need to do that. Yeah. You know, the death of a dream or the death of an idea or a product or whatever. I love that you have created a community like that. That's that's yeah. less focused on like let me let me do a hard pitch to you in forty five seconds, which we all know right. what that's like, and yeah. more like, hey, how can we support each other? How can we encourage exactly. each other? That's exactly. so great. Yeah. So one of the things that I did, I did research before I started this group to see what was currently out there, to see what the need really was, and I found groups where you can pitch all day long. You can pitch your products. You can pitch your services. And what I found in those groups were crickets. 
Mm. So people would post their links and there would be no engagement. Mm. And so how you really connect, how I've built my entire business is through relationship building, like art centered. Let's just connect because we connect. And maybe I become your client. Maybe I don't. But I now know what you do. And I now have connected with you from a heart space. And chances are, if I find somebody else who is interested or in need of what you have to offer, I'll recommend you. That's the beauty of relationship marketing. It is authentic. It is genuine. And you simply have to show up as you are. Because if you show up as anything else, that's when there's conflict. There's inner conflict. And you're not reaching the right people when you show up in genuinely. So true. You talk about ethical influence. Is that a piece of that? Yes, it is for sure. So I, I often work with women who they truly have found their voice. They know that they have a message that they need to share with the world. Um, I call them the healers of the world. Some people call them light workers. Um, but they're in a space where they have a message that truly is healing to humanity. Um, they just may need help in positioning it to the right audience. They may need help really defining who their audience is because they, mm. they have such a broad message. They're like, I don't know who to, who to send this to. And if you don't know who to send it to, your audience doesn't know if you're speaking to them or to someone else. Mm. So you have to be so specific. So my job, is to come along women who really want to show up authentically to take off all of the masks that society would want us to wear and simply be who they are and share their message in a very direct way to a very direct person so that mm-hmm. they get their ideal client. That is so good. And, and I think that's really different from what a lot of people are doing when they're trying yes. to help others with their messaging. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, one of the things I think influencers have gotten a bad name. That's why I use the term ethical influencers, because oftentimes, and you, anyone who has spent any amount of time on Instagram or TikTok, you know exactly what I'm about to say. You see somebody dancing and you're like, oh, that's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes. Yes, it is. That's kind of cringy, right? And the reason it's cringy is because on the uh, on the flip side, you see people dancing and you're like, oh, that's that's hot. Like, yeah, that person knows what they're doing, right? And it's not because they're a good dancer necessarily. Yeah, it's because that's their passion, and you can Mm. tell it. That confidence comes through when they're dancing, and they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what their purpose is. So my my challenge is to people. Find what you're good at. Find what your passion is and let that come through, right? Um, And there are creative ways to do it. You don't have to point. You don't have to dance. Like, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You can simply show up as you are. And your passion, like you said, you can tell I'm very passionate about this. Anyone who watches me knows that too, right? And so simply show up as you are. Let your passion come through and the rest happens organically. And you're you're kind of leading the way with this. I mean, you you you're not afraid of bold steps yourself, whether it's moving to Florida right. or yeah. <laughs> what you're doing now, right? I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, what tell Absolutely. us about that? Yes. Yeah, so um to go back to shop from her, um mid-2020, um, smack in the middle of the pandemic. Um, 
in that group, we had gone from 1,000 followers to 15,000 followers within six months. It was just super fast. And the women who were flocking to the group were there because they needed help. And they knew that this group was known for that. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I can lose my business. Here, I have to pivot. How do I do that? Like, I don't even know what this looks like. So I called in um, people of all faiths people who don't necessarily have a religious faith to lead meditation, prayers, whatever the case may be, just to bring us to a centered space mm-hmm. where we can make a decision. Because when we get to that space of zero, not, you know, a thousand or negative a hundred, like out of balance, bring it to a balanced space. And then from there, we make a decision. What are we good at? Now times have changed. How do we progress? Um, and so from that I was able to hold masterminds and that sort of thing. And I became very clear after doing a lot of research that small businesses, and in particular women-owned small businesses, um, are really disadvantaged. Mm -hmm. Um, Small businesses, period, hold up 96% of our economy. And so if small business fails, what's next? (laughs) We can can do the math, literally. If 96% of our economy fails, were tanked. And so one of the ways that I decided to show up uh, was to start a platform called Shop From Her. And essentially Shop From Her is just a platform where we encourage consumers, whether it's business owners or consumers of goods, (laughs) to really think about where they buy from. Ideally, it's from a woman-owned business. I just want people to be conscious of where they're purchasing from. Stop for just a second before you go to that one platform that's the easiest place to buy from, yeah. just take a second. Could you spend 50 cents more or even $3 more and support a family that needs it? Mm. Probably. Maybe not always, but probably. And my only ask is that you simply make a decision before you shop, before you hire, stop and think about it for a moment. And my goal is to get people to hire from a, shop, from a woman in business. So that's where Shop From Her really came in. Um, and as you made reference to, my husband and I sold that Florida house uh, last year in March. And we are about to hit the road for the Shop From Her tour, where we travel around the United States and hopefully Canada in the near future, um, where we travel around and spotlight women-owned businesses, particularly women-owned businesses that really need that push, that marketing push to be seen by the right people, and really highlight them, work with them on their marketing efforts for a day so that they can then step into the next phase of their growth. So that will take place starting in February of this coming year. Wow. That's a bold step. (laughs) And and first quarter, early next year, you have a new book coming out. I do, yes. I think it's March 12th is the launch date for the book. And it's called Untethered Tales of a Modern Day Owl. Mm-hmm. And Alice in Wonderland is so resonant with me. When I was eight years old, I, I watched the 1985 made-for-TV movie with an all-star cast, Amy Davis Jr., Carol Channing, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just fell in love with this character. And it wasn't until later that I read the book um, and watched pretty much every version of Alice in Wonderland that you could watch. And I I resonate so highly with her because it felt like before she was kind of uh, in a shell, 
right? And then she goes into this wonderland where she's kind of the focus of everything. And she does this metamorphosis. And so many characters in Wonderland are uh, resonant with her story, the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. And who are you? Like, what is this voice inside of you? And so the book really talks about from the time, you know, I was born into this church cult where I left and the rug was pulled out from underneath me. Mm-hmm. Everything that I had built my, my house upon was ripped out from under me. And finding my feet again to where I lost my mom started to find my voice and then help other women find their voice mm-hmm. and lead them into amplifying that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I look forward to reading that. Thank you. I'm curious, Amber. I mean, you know, you you're the you're the president of a digital marketing agency. You're you've started the Shop from Her initiative. How do you continually stay on top of your game? How do you level mm. up with new leadership skills that you need for the next level where you find yourself? Sure. I think that any leader is constantly immersing themselves in what's next, especially anything digital. Mm-hmm. Anything as it pertains to technology, it changes every day. And so um, I work into my calendar uh, time to actually stay on top of what's coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Algorithmic changes that are happening on different social media platforms. Is social media dying? Like all of the things that are important. How do we how do we maintain influencer status if social media goes away? You know, all of these are very important questions. And if I don't stay on top of it, not only am I doing a disservice to my clients, I'm also doing a disservice to me. I'm going to be without a job if I don't stay on top of it. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, um, it is super important to really just continually. And I've always said I'm 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 the uh, the student eternal, right? I'm the one who's always seeking knowledge, whether it's spiritual knowledge or knowledge as it pertains to my craft. I love that. Every entrepreneur who's listening to this, every agency owner who's listening to this, here's your story. And sometimes the stories that we tell can tend to feel a little bit like a highlight reel where everything's just up and to the right. It started bad, but man, it's just been nothing but smooth sailing, right? right? Yes. And that's been your story, right? There's been no hiccups, no valleys. Oh, no, never. (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) <laughs> what are what are some of the challenges that you face? Some of the speed bumps that you've hit? Oh my gosh! Um, so where do we even begin? Honestly, <laughs> this is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to launch this book. It's not a book that is full of trauma for the sake of getting pity. I really want people to read this story and go, "Oh my god, <laughs> if yeah. this woman can do it, so can I." Yeah. Um, so you know, I was married. Um, into a, 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 the person that I chose to marry was from the church I was raised with. And that was done very intentionally because that was what our theology taught us. Um, the person was perfectly fine. He was a, a nice person, um, but he just wasn't for me, right? And so I continually kept having to shift. No, it's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine, right? We all have this conversation. Everything's fine, but it's not. And when you finally have that aha moment where you're like, I need more. It's not that anything is wrong with this. It's just not what I need. And that's okay. Right. And so I had that moment. I stepped away from my marriage. And at that time, the the divorce got pretty nasty. 
And I lost my first entrepreneurial expedition, if you will. Um, the person that I, or the clients that decided to work with me, I'd worked with them for a number of years. And they called me in and they were just like, look, we love you. Like, we love you like family love you. But our business is suffering because your head just isn't in the game. Mm. And I was like, you're right. Wow. You're right. I was so young. Um, I hadn't experienced life really at all um, outside of what the church taught me. And so this was all brand new. I had to start completely from scratch. And so having that carpet yanked out from under me yet again left me homeless. I was sleeping in the apartment community uh, house where I worked at the time, just trying to like make ends meet. Gas had hit an all-time high. I couldn't afford a roof over my head. My car got repossessed. I filed for bankruptcy. Like, you name it. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Um, And all of these things, while traumatic, were lessons for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that we often get stuck in the hurt so much that we don't take the time to say, what is this trying to teach me? Mm, and that's, that's where the phrase life doesn't happen to you it happens for you comes yes. into play so what is it trying to teach me all right this still sucks yeah, right. <laughs> now how do we start to step out of it right yes um and so that that was one of the most important lessons where i really started to learn it's not victim status it's it's catalyst catalyst that is how do i propel myself out of this that is so insightful and so obviously from what you've been through and i hope everybody listening will grab on to that because that that's a mindset issue you know that is that is a realignment of your mindset from like you say from victim status well i can't really control i can't yeah you know what that's a choice and i heard i heard once and i quote often Whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Is there a book that has really resonated with you in your journey, Amber, something that, that you would recommend that every leader read? Yes. Um, I'm going to mention two, if that's okay. Please. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the first one is The Four Agreements. I think a lot mm, of leaders yes. probably have heard of this book. Yes. Um, and while on its surface, these four agreements that the book mentions, they seem easy enough. But when you really dig in and you listen to what the book is trying to teach you, mm-hmm. it is, it's the same message that I'm trying to spread with Shot From Her. Be intentional. In every move that you make, every thought that you have, choose it consciously. So we can have thoughts all day long. Yeah. Um, but it's the ones that we choose to hold mm. and really like rabbit hole into. Yeah. What are you what are you spending your time and your thoughts doing? Are you spending the time on the negative or on the positive? In judgment or in observation? What are you doing with those? Um, and then the second book that I really love is Creating Affluence by Deepak Chopra. Um, mm. I'm a huge fan of quantum mechanics and quantum theory. Um, I am by no means an expert, but in my next life, that's what I will come back into. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And the thing that I love about that is his ability to so easily explain how thought and action relate to quantum mechanics and to creating the life that we want to live. And I'm, I'm a science junkie. And so being able to really see the scientific explanation between these correlations makes a huge difference for me. I'm a how girl, but why does that work? How does this work? And once yeah. I understand that, I can work it to my advantage. Mm, that's good. Yeah, typically, when somebody listens to an episode like this, Amber, they, they walk away with one thing. If you were able to decide what that one thing would be, one thing you want people to walk away with, what would you want that one thing to be? The one thing I, I would say um, it's, it's what we just covered, and it is sit with where you are now and ask yourself, is this where I want to be? Mm. And if the answer is no, what can I do to change my circumstance? It does, it does not, I repeat, it does not have to be a huge leap. Um, one of the things that I work with with my clients, my influencer clients, is goal setting. Because mm -hmm. I think that's where many entrepreneurs fail. They're like, I want to be this thing, right? Yeah. All right, well, that's great. But what's your ultimate goal? Why do you want to be this thing? Yes. Right? Yes. Why do you want to make this difference? Once we have that figured out, we have a goal to attain. And once we have a goal, then we start to figure out the micro steps it takes to reach that goal. Yeah. So um, stepping out of the circumstance and into the goal is really what I would have people start to focus on. I know folks are going to want to stay connected with you going forward. What is the best way for them to do that? Awesome. Yes, I would love it. Um, you can, if you're a woman who owns her own business anywhere on the globe, um, you can certainly ask to join the Women Business Owners Supporting Women Business Owners Facebook group. Fairly easy to remember. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Amber K, K-A-Y, Powers, like Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so at Amber K Powers, um, you can follow me there on Instagram. Outstanding. Amber, thank you for being here today My and for pleasure. sharing so generously and, sh and so openly. Thank you, William. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me for this episode today. As we wrap up, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you find value here, I'd love it if you would rate it and review it. That really does make a difference in helping other people to discover this podcast. Second, if you don't have a copy of my newest book, Catalytic Leadership, I'd love to put a copy in your hands. If you go to catalyticleadershipbook.com, you can get a copy for free. Just pay the shipping so I can get it to you and we'll get one right out. My goal is to put this into the hands of as many leaders as possible. This book captures principles that I've learned in 20 plus years of coaching leaders in the entrepreneurial space, in business, government, nonprofits, education, and the local church. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn to keep up with what I'm currently learning and thinking about. And if you're ready to take a next step with a coach to help you intentionally grow and thrive as a leader, I'd be honored to help you. Just go to catalyticleadership.net to book a call with me. Stay tuned for our next episode next week. 
Until then, as always, leaders, choose to be catalytic. Thanks for listening to Catalytic Leadership with Dr. William Attaway. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss the next episode. Want more? Go to catalyticleadership.net.